Good morning, everybody. This is Two Nerds One Quest. I am your host for this evening, this morning, this evening. I am Norm. Depends on where you are. It is sunny. <laughs> Therefore, it is morning. Uh, joining me today is Cooch. How you doing, Cooch? Oh, doing fantastic. Uh, ready for a fun, new, interesting, and exciting adventure. We'll, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> also with us today is Mr. Genius Lazy Dragon. What is going on? Uh, I don't know about adventure, but experiment is definitely a word for today. And hey, as long as you lob that softball high enough, we will uh, do our best to hit it out of the park. Yes. <laughs> we'll go with yes. <laughs> Uh, we are down a DM today, so that means you get to listen to me talk for quite a while. Uh, we are doing a scenario-based episode today where there's not really an overlapping story. There's no arc. There's no, you know, depending upon how this goes, maybe it could turn into something down the road. But no DM means no uh, Lady of the Ice and uh no scary i mean this isn't intended to be scary i, I mean i guess depending upon your level of fright <laughs> maybe, maybe if you're a one-year-old this will be scary mm-hmm. but i doubt it so we're gonna get into well, it <laughs> i don't have a name for this this is the story of this is the booty guild and actually you're gonna have to hold on two seconds because I think my dog needs to go out because he booty, booty, perfect booty. perfect timing. <laughs> so you two talk. All right, I will. We can uh, uh, we can preemptively name it. What did I, I had something on the backstory at the beginning? Uh, you can choose to call it the uh, opposite tact or check your elf before you wreck your elf or half elf will travel or the ones that. Uh, Again, these are, for those coming into it, these are characters we made a number of years ago for another campaign that we ended up not uh, not getting into. So when Tom said he needed some us to create some characters, it was in Cooch's idea to, to bring them back and say, hey, here's something that we, uh, we wanted to do, and it seems to work out. So here we are. The character's a little bit of personality, so... Hopefully that shines through today. All right. Personality. We're doing doing our best to uh, hijack Norm's campaign here with our antics, for sure. Did you already change your characters? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm a total wizard now. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> We're both spellcasters. We just better stay away then. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Twin powers activate. Yeah. We just right. attack bad guys from rooftops and we never engage in combat. <laughs> so, we are joining Spade and Farley Callahan. Treasure hunters extraordinaire. Or so they like to think. They are twin brothers from the same mother, if you can believe that or not. That's right. <sighs> Farley is the beefy 
uh, puncher of the group. A little little low on the wits, a little, little low on the intellect. And Spade is the magic user. He is the brains of the operation. A little less, little less brawny. You would call him maybe small? Is that the right word? Uh, tall wayfish, I think, is is a good word. But he's he's not a genius. I'm gonna tell you that. So <laughs> sometimes it might feel like the blind leading the blind, but we'll see what happens here. So the dumb leading the dumber. And it would appear that Farley is kind of like a uh, mix and match with his uh, clothing style, according to Genius. Yeah, explain how his, he looks. Uh, yeah, so his uh, he's not wearing anything too elaborate. It does appear that it, uh, his clothing was repurposed from possibly a sail from a ship, maybe curtains or some other upholstery, just something patched together so that he could basically cover himself. Um, so very, uh, very patchwork quilty kind of uh, shirt and pants. Speaking of boats, you two, this is how you became a treasure hunter because you left your house. I, I believe Farley was a joined the military for a little bit before getting kicked out after giving everybody mm-hmm. food poisoning. And uh, mm-hmm. Spade went to the wizarding world of, I'm not sure exactly what school, the school of Hogwarts. And uh, Dumbledore kicked, you know, Dumbledore was a complete dick. And, yep, I uh, accidentally went to platform 69 and a half. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that just didn't sit well with the uh, lady that was guarding the door. And uh, she... <laughs> Since uh, Spade could not perform properly, uh, he left. What? No. Uh, his mentor was a complete dick and blamed everything on him. So so Spade decided it wasn't worth it and decided to take it into his own hands to give himself an education. So him and Farley met back up and they ended up on a boat trying to get away. Well, not get away. To expand their horizons and leave their small world, they hopped on a boat, a trade boat, to which uh, Farley was a was he a deckhand slash uh, guard, would you say? Yeah, like a, a security officer. I mean, occasionally they took prisoners on the ship, so he kept them in line. So upon debunk, de- being on the boat. They had picked up a treasure hunter who was sailing to Ten Towns. Uh, he had claimed to have a world-changing artifact that had been dug. And he was returning it to a uh, tribe of dwarfs? A cave of dwarfs? What do you, what do you call a group of dwarfs? A family? <laughs> a gaggle? Beard. A beard of dwarves? Beard of oh, that's right. We talked about <laughs> that one. I, I think it's a clan. I'm going to go with beard. Beard is the right okay. answer. I like it. So he was going to be returning that to the beard of dwarves. You never got his name, but he seemed really kind of like you You get that hero on a pedestal. The second he walked on the boat, he, like it just seemed to shine and glow. And both of you, uh, after watching him get off the boat, 
and and meet with the dwarves just fell in love with treasure hunting i want now, shiny things too and and part of it is because you love the shiny you you have a yeah. backpack that you just think is too light and it needs it needs to be filled with shiny mhm and so that makes sense my ass is broke as you go through you stumble upon a couple of treasures here and there, basically by falling into mines and and just literally, literally stumbling upon what you think is awesome treasures, which turns out to be, you know, just lost items, not necessarily any type of artifact. But one day, you stumble across a map. On this map is a big X. Next to the X is the golden altar. And you think, sure, why not? Let's travel. Let's see where we can find where this golden altar is. And as you sail around, you kind of not quite sure how to read a map. And you're not quite sure where you're at. So over the course of a year, whatever a year is in D&D time, you've come across the Isle of Aleron in the Moonshade Isles. And as you've wandered, the island seems to match what your map is showing. And you've gone through the Dernal Forest up north to the Fairheight Range, and you've been wandering through the Fairheight Range. And you're kind of in uh, the, the valley of it, the gully, you know, where you have the mountains on both sides, and it's really narrow, and you really can't climb up. You're, it, it would almost be like if you were... Uh, you can't go one way or the other. You can either go north or south. Like there's no, there's no climbing. It's really steep. And as you continue on, you're kind of second guessing if you're in the right spot. You have your map out. You're looking around, and you come into this little clearing. Uh, as you're going, uh, did did you have a chance to look at the map, genius? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it up on the side. All right, so you're going to be coming in on the south side of that map. And as you walk in, you kind south of... South side. Uh, give me some... Uh, let's see here. Let me pull up D&D Beyond because I'm going to need that. That's right. Mm-mm. Give me some perception checks. Fuzzy dice enabled. Holy cow. 18 for me. 15 for me. All right. So as you're as you're getting up into that area, you hear this loud thundering rush. It's kind of like a, a, a I shouldn't say thundering rush. It's like a hum, like a loud. It's kind of sounds like water. It sounds like you somebody can feel it more than you can hear it almost. Yeah, yeah. You're you're able to to kind of feel it in the ground. And it sounds like somebody is perpetually dumping a bucket into a deep pool. So you stop and you look at your map. You kind of look at each other. It's a waterfall. It sounds like a waterfall. And you look at where the X is and you notice that the X is next to a waterfall. What would you like to do? 
we've been on the road for a while. I could definitely use a bath. <laughs> well, let's see if we're in the right place first. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I, I hear a waterfall. Do you? Yeah, I, I can almost feel it. How do you feel a waterfall? Dumbass. In my feet. It's in my feet. Oh. Oh. You can okay. see he took, yeah, his, get... he took his boots off. He's he's walking barefoot right now. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess I feel it too. Uh-huh. And now that you say that, well, uh, so the smart thing to do would be to look for this uh this waterfall because we see the map and we've got a waterfall on the map. So if we have a waterfall on the map and we find the waterfall, we should be able to find where the X is. You're so smart. Yeah, that's that's why you got to listen to me, man. So, so uh, the adventurers start to look for the waterfall that they hear. Okay, so you really have, you're still in this gully, and you have kind of a, a step up. It's probably about five feet up to your right. Um, up to, off to your left is kind of like a really tall, probably, you know, 40-foot high cliff. You can kind of see some boulders peeking out over the top. And there's kind of like a narrow entrance um, to where that sound is probably coming from. There's some trees around, some looks like some tree stumps, like somebody had come through and uh, kind of knocked some trees down and taken them away. Um, and it sounds kind of like that, based upon your perception, that sound is coming from between the two, uh, that, that narrow air area. So the uh, it's kind of like an echoey chamber. It's not coming from your right off onto that step. All right, we'll proceed forward then, and uh, let's let's go this way, and uh, just kind of point up towards the uh, the chasm area, the gully. As you move forward through between those two walls, you see a fallen tree off to your right, and some shorter bushes, and the sound of the waterfall is getting much louder, and it kind of looks like there's uh, another open area to your right but it's kind of blocked by trees and shrubs and as you get closer the sound of the waterfall turns into the actual view of the waterfall as you go around that corner it's beautiful oh man there it is let's get out the map again so we'll check the map and try to get our bearings. So as you look at the map, everything seems to be just the way it's looking to you. Uh, you know, tall mountains, kind of the step, the five foot step up, uh, trees, you know, everything seems to be aligning. And as you kind of make your way towards that area with the shrubs and the fallen tree, a spear comes flying out of the air and lands at the feet of Farley. He kind of sticks in the ground, kind of at an angle, and starts wobbling, and you kind of get that... <laughs> and um. off from the north side, from uh, further down, yells, Stay away from my treasure! Whoa, oh, Farley! I'm- We're on the right... We're on the right path, I guess. Watch out. 
I would uh, grab the spear and say, look, new spear. Feels free, man. Look, we're finding treasure already. Uh, the guy that... Uh, do we see the uh, where the voice is coming from? Like, the person? Yes. So, as you look around, coming from the north side of the map there, from the trees, are two... Pull this up. Are two orcs slowly walking mm. through, and sh- kind of following behind from a distance of about five feet is kind of a human-looking. You would call him an adventurer. Uh, why don't you give me a? History. Give me a history check. Jeez. I'm wasting all the good rolls now. 18 again. Niner. As he walks through with the orcs, and as they approach you, Farley, you, you recognize him instantly as, Hey, that's that's that guy from the boat. That's- hey, that's that guy from the boat. <laughs> The, the guy boat. with the treasure, the, the, the guy that was going to Ten Towns with that shiny treasure thing. And well, now that Farley says that, tweet. Spade, you recognize him. He's got his he's got his boots, his travel boots on. He's got he's got like this pouch that kind of slings across his shoulder that he would put like smaller artifacts in. He's kind of got a like a like a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a treasure hunter hat, kind of like a. Uh, like a brimmed hat to keep the sun off of him, and attached like a to his side, and attached to his side is a whip. Mm. Oh, it's that dangerous treasure hunter. Man, mm. he's cool. Good thing we got here first. We can claim it. As uh, he approaches well. you, he yells, "Back off! This is mine." I don't need no amateur treasure hunters taking this for themselves. This needs to go back to who it belongs to. Amateurs? Barley, who the hell are you calling us amateurs? I don't know. We got here first. Who's the amateur Clearly. now? Squatters rights. <laughs> We're going to take it first. Now, is this the guy who yelled in the first place or is that another a different voice? This is the same guy. This is okay. the, the guy is doing the talking. The orcs are just kind of the, the orcs are walking in front of him and kind of appear to be uh, maybe bodyguards or you know hired help because uh, he is he is of humanish. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. What's what's a tabaxi? Because I didn't look it up. <laughs> At oh, he's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a cat. It's like a cat man. It's a cat man standing on his back, cool. two feet. Oh, I did look that up. I forgot. Oh, this is going great. So he's a cat. <laughs> Th- think, think, uh, Puss in Boots from from. That's that's exactly <laughs> where my head went. But six feet tall. Puss in Boots with Puss in Boots with a whip on his hip. It's Puss in Boots, Indiana Jones. And I also think like Antonio Banderas is huh. his voice. I think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Sure. 
trying right, to think of how I can do it. Antonio, Antonio Banderas, you must keep that treasure away from yourself. Let's this is not for you. <laughs> the treasure is for me. All right. Uh, if we take a look at what's going on, can we cross the wall? Do we have to cross the waterfall based on the map? So you, you're not sure yet. You are on, you are kind of, you're seeing the waterfall, but you're not seeing the water it's falling into yet. Yeah. There's too many trees and brushes, brush in your way. You're, you're standing next to this fallen tree. And he's coming from the north. And he's coming from the north. So they're about 20 feet away and the orcs are kind of splitting and coming down towards you. All right, well, Farley would naturally get in front of Spade, knowing how uh, if things come to blows, he's going to be in the front. All right. Uh, you move in front of Spade, so roll initiative. All right. Ooh, that dice is cool. Hey, yo, dirty 20. Nice, 14. Uh, all right. You got to give me a second with the, you said dirty 20 and 14. True. All right. So the, I hate that I rolled a 19 and 19 and an 18 so far. It can only go really downhill. Oh, don't say that. Just stay positive. <laughs> maybe right. the dice are, maybe, maybe it's the, the fuzzy dice. Weighted. Yeah. The fuzzy weighted. dice. So the the tabaxi goes first, then genius, then one of the orcs, and then cooch, and then the other orc. So it's kind of like a staggered, staggered attack. So all right, as the hunter is standing back there, he's gonna yell, "Don't you know who I am? I'm Kentucky James, damn it!" And he's going to. <laughs> yeah, I hit Indiana Jones in my head. That's awesome. Love it. Harley, you ever heard of Kentucky James? Uh, no, I've heard of Kentucky Whiskey, though. Mm, Kentucky Whiskey. Oh, now you're talking. He's going to pull a short bow out, and he's going to take a shot at Farley. Fuck. For 19. Does 19 hit you? 19 does hit me. Sure. For five. Okay. And he is he is about, uh, I would say, 25 feet away from you guys. And the orcs are at this point, uh, I would say, about 10 feet away. Okay. Genius, it's you. All right. Fun, fun. Okay, so... I am going to see which one is better. We'll call Orc A the one on the left, and Orc B will be the one on the right. Um, all right, I. All right, uh, Rune, Rune, uh, Rune cast a rune 
Rune Knight, I think is what it's called. I'm going to uh, first use my bonus action to magically gain the following benefits for the next minute. Uh, the ability is called Giant's Might. If I'm smaller than large, which I'm medium, I become large along with anything I'm wearing. If I lack the room to become large, my size doesn't change. I have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. And once on each of my turns, one of my attacks with a weapon or unarmed strike can deal an extra 1d6 to a target on a hit. So all of a sudden you see Farley, who is already a big guy, um, not necessarily all muscle, but big guy, uh, all of a sudden become like half again his size. And instead of taking up one square, he takes up like four or you know, commands the space of four. And then oh. I will rush to whichever one is the closest and I will uh, attack them since they shot first. Oh, let's go big time. All right, I'm yeah. into it. Here we go. Ah, oh, it's only a 12 to hit. Uh, do, do, do. Yeah, it'll be a miss. Okay. <clears throat> yep. So I am in melee with whichever one was closer and... All right. Um, I would say that probably from where you were standing, Orc B would have been the closer one, the one on the right. Okay. Uh, I think that's all I can do for now. Yes. All right. Well, Orc B is going to... Uh, that's your... Actually, it's Orc A's turn. So Orc A is going to close in on you, Farley. And he is going to... Uh, short Sword... Does 11 hit you? An 11? Mm-hmm. Does not. All right. Uh, so he is going to take up there. He's going to be on your left-hand side. So you are engaged with both of the orcs at this point. Nice. Spade? As my default uh, condition is being flanked by multiple enemies. That seems to be most of the characters I make, except for... You know, rabbits with one hand don't like that. Mm. No, probably not. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to light up a spell I've literally never cast in Dungeons & Dragons before. And, I'm excited. Uh, you see Spade flex his fingers forward, and he's going to cast Wither and Bloom. I need a constitution saving throw from both of... Uh, the orcs. Constitution saving? Ingenious, I need you to roll a hit dice. You say constitution saving? Mm -hmm. Correct. Uh, let's see. Orc A got 13. Uh, do I get the bonus for the... Uh... Orc B got 16. All right, so they both save. It doesn't matter. I rolled a 10, so... All right, so you'll be fully healed. What Wither and Bloom does is... Um, it's necrotic damage. I'm going to roll two D6s. And... Uh, they'll take half this damage. Oh, <laughs> It was 12, so they'll take 6 um, each damage. The orcs will each take 6. And the genius, any 
one character of my choice in this 20 uh, diameter sphere, uh, one friend of mine can roll a hit dice and gain that much life. Nice. So, um, Feeling good. You would have you would have been able to add three to it, but... Yeah, I only um, needed the five, so like, that was cool. That's a really nice spell you have there. Yeah, Especially the save was 13. Otherwise, they would have taken 12 damage, and that would have been real powerful. So, But Spade's going to back up 20 feet, just kind of leaving uh, Farley on an island, but that's kind of his style. He's He's kind of so. going to search for cover behind yeah, Tuck into tree. those trees. So you, as you move, you're kind of going to move yourself back into that uh, between the two walls of, of mountain there. And you're going to move yourself back probably to those first set of stumps. Yep, I just want to stay within about 60 feet of the combat zone, but otherwise I'm going to back up as yep as far as I can and get behind a tree. Yep, and so you're going to be about probably 40 feet away from the orcs and probably, I would say, 60 feet away from... from Kentucky James? K- Kentucky James. <laughs> kick your ass, Farley! Kick their ass! Don't come back until it's done! <laughs> Don't come back until it's turn's done. Then my turn's over. Uh, yeah. All right, Orc B's turn. He's you going can't. to... Nice. <laughs> He's going to take a swing at uh, Farley, of course, with his great axe. Does 15 hit you? It does not. 16 is my armor class. Nice. Just made it. Thank you. Thank you, Ring of Protection. Huzzah. Yeah, you're you're glad you asked about that, huh? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next is the tabaxi's turn he is going to notch another arrow and seeing uh, farley or seeing a spade move further away uh he is going to lob an arrow at him does does uh spade have any partial half or full cover or half or three quarters cover which would give him a bonus to his ac Nope, he would be seen from where, uh, so, uh, uh, Kentucky would be just on the south side of that northern set of trees, so he has a clean view of you, and he's going to have a clean line of sight down to where Spade is. Fair point. Good thought. Does 12 hit you? Twelve does somehow not hit me. <laughs> <laughs> so he lets loose slower than I'm comfortable with, but <laughs> and so Kentucky pulls his okay. pulls his bow back and lets loose, and it just whizzes by you, just by the sheer millimeters of space. Next up is Mister Spade or Mister Farley. Mr. Farley is going to now uh, take out a second short sword um, in his opposite hand, and uh, he will start with his main attack. Uh, short sword. Oh, God. come on! Uh, I'm assuming eleven does not hit. Same, uh, same orc, orc B. I think it was. Yep, eleven does um, not hit. 
Okay, then he will then uh, offhand with his bonus action swing, and that's better. Uh, 17 to hit. 17 hits. All right, and you see... uh, I gotta make sure it's not a... Okay, it's an other, so... When I hit a creature with an attack using a weapon, I can invoke the rune. Okay, so you see on his uh, um, on his sword the fi- a fire a rune in the shape of a uh, stylized fire. Obviously, looks like it was drawn by a kindergartner. Um, lights up, and uh, you can see as as the hit takes place, it also seems to be doing some kind of fire damage. So this will be fun for me because I get to deal. Uh, 1d6 plus 3, plus 1d6 for being giant, plus 2d6 of fire damage, and then it has to succeed on a thing. So, let's start with the first one. Here is the first <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get that far. <laughs> uh, so, it would be 5 plus... Uh, I think I just have to roll this separately. 5 plus 4. So, a total of 9 piercing... I think it's piercing damage. And six fire damage. And is he's still standing? Well, how how does he die? <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, swing the one way, and uh, he apparently didn't see me pull out the second sword. So as he ducks and dodges my first attack, the the offhand comes up from behind me and catches him. Uh, upside the head, I guess, and uh, not really necessarily aiming, just imagining a, a, if I hit him hard enough, he'll go down kind of a, a thing. So, um, And the sword is kind of glowing red hot as it hits him. Again. Yeah, so the orc standing in front of you just gets stabbed and burnt and just annihilated and drops to the ground at your feet. The other orc kind of looks at him looks at you, raises his great axe over his head, and just screams. And it uh, is his turn. Yes. I, I was going to say, are you done? Or did you want yeah. to? Nope. All right. I did enough. Alright. He's going to take this great axe from above his head and kind of swing it around. Does a 18 hit. Uh, 18 does hit. 18 hits for, ooh, 15 damage. Wow, he rolled well. Yeah, it's 1d12 plus 3, and he rolled a 12. Rolled a 12, yeah. (laughs) I'm glad that wasn't a crit. (laughs) If it was a crit, I I have a thing, but I was hoping to not have to use it. So, we're fine. Apparently, he was fine. Everything's everything's fine here. Apparently he's very angry about you killing his friend. Well, he's going to be more angry when I kill him too, so. (laughs) Alright, so he is done. He's not going to do anything else. Spade? Alright, I see Farley take a wall up, but uh, I think I gotta assume he's got this as uh, someone's chucking garbage at me so I'm turning around and I'm going to try to hit Kentucky James with a firebolt 
and is only eight to hit. So he is a he got out of the way. Yep. So he's definitely steps aside, being a cat. And, and the bolt uh, misses. So I'm gonna spin around the tree, and I guess I'm gonna show my back to the orc, but I'm gonna get by. I'm gonna get half cover against uh, Kentucky James. All right. So you went to you're kind of hiding behind that uh, that tree that was off to your left there. Yep. All right. Put the tree between me and Kentucky James. Seeing you hide, he is going to think that you are scared, so he is going to come after you. He is right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, And apparently, I did not read this right, and he gets two attacks, so he is going to pull out his short sword, and he's going to come around the north side of the tree there, so he's going to be coming around. Did, uh, you said he was 60 feet away? Last well, round? Is well, that Cooch, not... Cooch moved up probably about 10 okay. to 15 feet to get to that tree. Okay. And so he'd be probably within about 30 feet. I'm comfortable with that. Sure. It's loosey-goosey when we're uh, online. The attack of the mind. I don't know that the tree is going to give you much cover anymore. No. That's that doesn't matter. Does thirteen hit? Thirteen does not hit. All right. Uh, so for his second swing, does seventeen hit? Uh oh. So you see, as a reaction, you yes. see Spade about to get hit, and I bring up a shield like a droid, to, and. Uh, that increases my AC by plus five until the next turn. Oh, shit. Nice. So as he swings down with his second, it clanks off the shield and drives the sword away into the ground. And it is Farley's turn. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, all right. Um... I'll use my bonus action first since that kind of hurt a little bit and I don't want that to happen again to use my second wind uh, to gain a couple of hit points back. So it's this plus three. Jeez, that D10 is rolling tens. So I'll gain 13 of it back. That means I can't hit him twice. Okay, yeah, looking pretty good, feeling pretty good. Uh, and I will, will uh, just swing once then. And that should hit. Uh, dirty 20 to hit. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a hit. So then Jeez. this is piercing plus the giant damage. So 7 plus 4 is 11 damage to Mr. Orc number A. And that's all that I can do. How oh. does he die? Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, just uh, as he gets distracted by his friend going down, I'm just going to stray to the gut shot and then up and twist. So as you shove your sword 
into his guts. He goes, nice. and just tips over like a statue. Um, how close am I to the uh, Kentucky Spade combo? Uh, you'd probably be about 20 feet. All right. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to slowly walk up behind him and and uh, stand behind or whatever direction I guess I can be to uh, Kentucky. Are you trying for... to be stealthy? I mean, I don't think because I can't really I can't get there at half speed, so I don't know that I can be super stealthy, but I would try to not alert him that I'm coming unless he's obviously looking at me. Why don't you roll a stealth just to see what happens? Oh, yes. Roll back. 19. All right. Yeah, he is unaware of your presence. He does not know that you are yeah. sneaking up on him. Walking up. I get catch Spade's eye and kind of like a... <laughs> Be very, very quiet. <laughs> We're hunting cats. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that's uh, it for me. Yep. And then that's uh, Spade's turn. All right. So he's got a dude up in his grilla and uh i am going to well i'm gonna make him uh roll a constitution saving throw as i extend my palm and shoot poison spray at him i'm guessing a six does not clear that he will take all of this. 11 out of 12 possible damage. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, he did not like that. He's just awesome. Rubbing at his face and trying to get it out of his fur. <laughs> did uh, you just spray the cat with a water bottle? <laughs> get off the counter <laughs> you're bad naughty get out here get um, anything else you want to do uh, yeah and then uh, and then I'm like the treasure is mine all mine there's nobody else here so the treasure is going to be mine and uh, then I end my turn He's going to look at you through squinty eyes and yell, It belongs in a museum! <laughs> I've been waiting to say that. Nice. <laughs> uh, he is going to... Uh, short sword. Ooh, 23. So that's going to hit me, yeah. and there's literally nothing I can do. Um, I actually... I have something I can do about it. Oh. I'm going to. You see on his uh, on the front of uh, Farley's armor. Uh, you see um, a rune light up that looks like the shape of a cloud, and I will use my reaction to when a creature within 30 feet of me is hit by an attack roll. I can use my reaction to choose a different creature other than the attacker within 30 feet becomes the target of the attack using the same roll, and I will choose myself. Oh, so so as he's sw he was swinging a short sword, he actually hit me on the backswing, and that stopped it. But he gets to deal me the damage. Huh? 
All right. So as he this takes so his, fun. I got to use like every ability I have. This is awesome. <laughs> so as he swings back, oh, wait, I have one. He catches yeah. you right in the chest, dealing you four damage. And as he swings forward, so I'm going to use this his swing forward as his second attack. Sure. His swing forward is for seventeen. A uh, seventeen. Oh. Yeah, that'll hit. Gets, yeah. Yep. So seventeen. And a swing forward gets you four four damage. So he, it's like a chop chop, and he is actually quite surprised and will turn and face um, Farley once he realizes yeah. that his backswing had unintended consequences. <laughs> and that's yeah, his turn. that was that is good 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 stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, uh, attacking him now with sh- sh- main hand short sword. That hopefully will hit 21 to hit. Ah, yeah, that hits. Got it. Uh, and the giant damage is only once per turn, so if I hit him again, this doesn't hit. So a total of nine piercing damage okay and uh, bonus action to hit with the offhand short sword oh no natural one (laughs) what were you swinging Uh, with a short sword so as you swing at him with your natural one you swing past him and he's kind of out of the way and you have so much force behind it that it chunk gets stuck right in the tree. Yeah, that's what happens when you're big sized. Yeah. So now I, you're I don't understand my own reach. Your your shorts or your sword is now lodged. Short. Yeah. It's okay. lodged in the tree. That's fine. I'll probably leave it there. Um and the one thing I didn't use yet, I think I'll use if he's still standing. I'll use my action surge to get one additional action this one time and I will attack again with my main hand short sword that right. is not in the tree and <laughs> oh dirty 20 yeah that that hits and uh eight more damage all right he's he's looking kind of ragged okay he's he's um, not not enjoying the fight I will. Uh, I'll use my, uh, I guess, free action or, or movement, whatever, to just say, uh, "Are we supposed to kill him too?" And that's my turn. All right, Spade. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Spade is going to. Ah, uh, I think I. I... I think I do just want to kill this son of a bitch. So, um, all right. So Spade it's is going to say, your, "Tough when you're yeah. fighting your hero." Yeah, this guy who got Spade's you in the, say, in the first place. You just you never never meet your heroes. God, you you're kind of a prick, Kentucky. And uh, I am going to. Just take my dagger and just try to stab him. 
seven to I can't hit this cat. <laughs> nope. That definitely did not hit. I cannot hit this cat. Um And then I am going to You know, that's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna also then just say Kentucky, you better run away. I don't want it I don't want it to end like this, man. He's going to turn to Spade and say, I can't let you have it. You're going to use it for the wrong purposes. You don't know its power. And he is going to... He is uh, right. We do not know its power. He is going to attack Farley because Farley seems to really be strong. And he's not concerned about Spade right now because Spade couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Yeah, you can't hit the broadside of a barn cat. Yeah, broadside of a barn cat. Hmm. Show title. Yep. You gotta put that in there, Gooch. We got it. All right, he's getting you with his uh, short sword, twenty-one to hit. Oh yeah. Uh, for seven. Sure. Okay, he's gonna swing again. Uh, that's not gonna hit ten. Nope. Uh, he's going to now he's gonna stay where he's at okay he can't let you he can't let you he said he's gonna say think about it this could be put to so much better use why can't you see that's your turn all right uh with the one short sword in hand I will swing at him and that's not gonna hit a nope. 10 uh, I guess I'm just going to um, I've used all of my cool things I'm going to stand there and be ready to attack next round alright spade all right, um, Spade is going to make him yeah, I'm gonna make him make another constitution saving throw as my palm comes forward. Fifteen. All right, that saves. He takes nothing. So. Um, Spade says out loud, you've been a treasure hunter, but why, why do you want to keep all the treasure for yourself? Maybe it's our time, Kentucky. Maybe we're going to be the great treasure hunters. He's going to turn to Spade and yell, don't be a prick. This isn't going to me. And he's going to... Uh, since he has his short sword pointed at uh, Farley, he's going to swipe with his claws at uh, Spade. That's a 12. Spade gets out of the way. Yeah. Keeping his short sword pointed at Farley, he's going to claw again. He's going to kind of do like a kind of like a 
like the like the cat is stuck and he's trying to reach at something and he's just swiping his claws back oh. and forth. <laughs> oh, that's a nat one. He scratches himself. Uh -uh. <laughs> on his on his yeah. follow through, he slips and s swipes at his leg, giving himself. Well, I'll give him one oh. point of damage. I thought he had like an itch in the back door, if you know. What I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he forgot to wipe properly. Yeah, his next attack with the claws is going to do some additional necrotic damage. It's going to give you pink. It's going to give you pink eye. <laughs> oh man! Oh, just, where did it go so wrong? Uh, I, right. I could tell you. Uh, all right, there, Farley. Uh, okay. Swing the short sword. Maybe eighteen. It hits. It's a hit. All right. For nine plus three, it would be 12 damage. How does this gentleman die? <sighs> All right. Since he didn't get any other uh, direction from... Um, from Spade about keeping him alive. I think he's just going to uh, go for a stabbing motion and unceremoniously just take him out. Just right through the chest. All right. As he goes down, he's going to just say, uh, uh, you don't know what you're doing. And he's down. That you is... may be right, but <laughs> we're the greatest treasure hunters in the land now. All right. As All right, the uh, out of initiative, uh, as the effects of the giant uh, ability fade and and uh, Farley comes back to his regular size, he'll say, "Man, Kentucky was a wildcat, huh?" Uh, side note, he also went down like a wildcat. Too soon? Oh. Too soon? Oh. oh. Upset. Oh. Um, let's Goes search. Shade and he's dressed like a peacock. Let's search Kentucky James. See if he's got any cool S-H-I-T. Alright, why don't you roll an investigation? I was waiting for direction where you say was don't kill him and I just clubbed him over the head with the flat side but that didn't come so Farley no, wouldn't know better he's a prick <clears throat> I got a 14 on my investigation alright yeah stuff wouldn't have been hard to find um he has uh as you're looking through in his pouch that he had slung across his shoulder he had uh, two potions of healing uh and he found a little bag of gold that uh, when checking it out, if you were to look inside, probably had about 40 gold in it. Nice. Awesome. So no, let's each else add a him. potion of healing. And I think Spade would probably be the one in charge of the money unless it becomes too heavy to carry. Makes sense. How much uh, in gold? I'm sorry, I missed it. 40. Awesome. All 
his his short bow is nothing really to write home about. His his short sword was really weathered and, and beaten. Uh, for an adventurer, you would kind of look at it as, boy, he really doesn't take care of his equipment kind of <laughs> type of sword. I don't want either of those things um, unless you think they're worth enough money mm -hmm. to carry them around, Farley. Probably not. I already have two short swords and the short bow looks tiny in my hands, so you'd think it looks ridiculous. Did, did you pull your short sword out of the tree? Not yet. Oh, I should have when I was giant-sized. Uh, it's going to be very hard now. I will I will make an attempt to pull it out of the tree now. All right, give me strength. hey -o. Natural 20 plus 3. Well, yeah, it nice. just pulls right out in your hand. Kind of to where you yes. thought, well, if I would have just given it a little tug in combat, I probably could have pulled it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll drag the orc bodies and either hide them in the trees or drop them in the... Yeah, I'll probably just hide them in the trees for now just so that they're not laying in the middle of the road. Uh, which trees were you... Uh, kind of where you were looking by originally? The, by the water, yeah. Okay. Uh, as you drag them into the trees and hide them, kind of put some leaves over them, and kind of a couple sticks and branches to kind of cover them up a bit, you think... You think you've done a pretty good job. You're not really necessarily concerned. You just don't want it to be visible from the road. Mm -hmm. As you turn around, you see the waterfall, just a beautiful rushing waterfall into this this pond. Not so much a lake as it is just a small body of water with an island in the middle of it. Mm. Spade, come here. you got to see this. Spade finishes up. Searching Kentucky James and walks over. All right, why don't you roll me perception? Eight. Zero. <laughs> All right, it's pretty. So, so Farley's just enamored with the waterfall. He just kind of glances at the island and just just stares at the water it's just so soothing and calm as it goes and flows over the some pillars and some rock and it's just ah it just he wants to sit down and just kind of stare at it for a while it's so peaceful and spade kind of notices the island and sees kind of like a rock formation and something something's kind of sitting on top of kind of like a raised bed of rock not quite sure what it is but, uh, Spade see the path on how to access the island. Yeah, that would be that would be obvious to you. Looking to your left, you know, it's kind of in that open clearing is is a platform that leads behind the waterfall and out along the edge of the cliff, and then juts across over the water onto this island. And as you follow it with your eyes, you kind of see the path that you're supposed to take. Um, you, you look at the water, and you can't really see the bottom. The The water itself is kind of mucky and dirty and kind of churned up a Gross. bit, kind of kind of like the, the, the motion or the pounding of the waterfall is, is turning up the, the dirt at the bottom. Um, so you're not quite sure how deep it is. You could probably swim across, but 
you would then be wet and it would take more effort. Mm -hmm. But you're welcome to swim. Well, um, I think... Yeah, uh, so Spade's just going to tell Farley, Hey, we just got to go around here, man. See that island right there? That's where the map's telling us to go. We got to go there. All right, you see, uh, Farley didn't notice the path behind the waterfall. He was just enjoying the waterfall, so you, it looks like he's going to jump in the water. No, 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 no! Where are you going, man? You don't want to get all wet? That water's nasty. You, you got a better way? Yeah, then just take a look at this path behind the waterfall. That's why you got all the brains. And I'm the good-looking one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so I, guys... I'm gonna lead them. I'm gonna lead the way down okay. the path. You you notice uh, as you come out from the waterfall, Farley's not behind you right away. He uh, pulled out a piece of chalk and is drawing a a cat face in the rocks behind the waterfall. Well, before his, you get that far, as, okay. As, as you walk, as you walk onto the 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 path as you walk onto the bridge it's you know it's kind of creaky it's it's kind of got some moss on it a little bit a little a little slick as you're walking through and as you walk behind the waterfall i need you both to make dexterity saving throws Yeesh. okay okay 17 17 oh you, you both kind of, because the moss is so slick and, you know, you kind of, if you've ever walked on rocks kind of down by the beach, um, like the big boulder rocks, as you're kind of, you know, as you're a kid kind of experimenting and kind of having fun playing on the rocks, you sometimes catch a really slippery rock and your foot flies out and then your mom yells at you to not fall in. Um, that's kind of what happens. You, you're both it walking. sounds like you're speaking from experience. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> and as as you're walking your feet slip on, on the bridge or on the path and, but you catch yourself and you kind of put your arms out like like did you see that uh, yeah I'm and he's good. okay I'm good and you slowly start inching your way forward again and once you cross onto the other side get past the waterfall the, the footing is, is better it's not having the constant water pouring on it and it's, it's more yeah, dry so, so Farley drew a picture of a cat with his chalk and wrote underneath it Farley was here but it was spelled wrong like W-U-Z and you know H-E-R yeah <laughs> Farley it looks was like her it says, yeah it probably says like Furl was her <laughs> oh why did that happen stop alright island time <laughs> We're on we've got to get, we've got to get to that treasure before someone else gets it. Farley, let's go. As you continue on the path, you kind of take the curve around to the right, and as you start walking over the water, I need you to give me some perception checks. Can I do it again? Fifteen. Hey, Sixteen. Okay. As you start to move around that curve, you see this dark shadow going back and forth underneath the bridge at your feet. 
Quick spade, I think there's something in there. Farley, you see that? What's going on? What is that? I'll, uh, can I give Spade a push and kind of push him as far as I can? Do whatever you want. I'm going to push him towards the island. All right. Uh, give me a strength. Are you going to resist? No, I mean, I, I'm going to be caught off guard, I imagine. All right. Yeah, 18 for strength. All right. Well, uh, Spade, give me a dexterity. Stay on your feet. It's not good. Seven. <laughs> All right. So he gives you, Farley gives you a giant shove, and you kind of stumble forward, and you're going teetering left and right. And you're not high off the water. You're only probably about five feet off the top of the water. And you slip, and you, you the bottom half of you lands in the water and the upper half you're like holding on by your arms at the top and as your feet are dangling in the water and you're trying to you know just your toes are in the water and as you're kicking trying to get yourself up something smacks against your feet whoa Farley get me out of here something's in here man I, I will attempt to pull him out. Move into. Alright, give me strength. Not as good. Ten. Alright, you're struggling to get him up. And he's probably you're, about you're halfway up. And as you are just struggling to get up, from out of the water comes two tentacles. One slaps to the left of you, and one slaps to the right of you, and kind of gives the 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 walkway a shake. Uh, why don't you both? Uh, why don't you do another strength with advantage this time? Because I'm assuming Spade would be at this point trying to help pull himself yeah. up. I'm scrambling. Let's get you out of there. Uh, 18. All right. So you get him up onto his feet. And the tentacles are on both sides of you. And two more come up out of the water. And so now your path is blocked. Uh, roll initiative. Yeah. Oh, no. Not as good. 15. Six. I need to pick John's brain on how to do this properly. Initiative? Oh, now, oh, that's interesting. Now your initiatives show up. All right. That's, I'll roll that one. Oh, 14. weird. <laughs> okay. Now you're in order. I had to keep track of that last time. Now it puts you in order in this one. All right. So uh, it goes uh, spade, uh, anim uh, beast, and then Farley. Cool. All right. So. You see Spade, uh, he he uses a bonus action to create kind of a whirlwind around him, and he raises up 10 feet off the ground and 
he's going to cast a chromatic orb and try to throw that at the um, monster. And he is going to choose uh, lightning damage. And so I need to make an attack spell attack. Ranged spell attack. And it's 21 to hit. Definitely hit. So 19 damage. Wow. Holy shit. Nice. So as you hit, the entirety of its body comes out, and you can tell it's just a giant octopus, and it makes this octopus squealing, screeching, angry, hurt noise. And its tentacles to the side kind of shake the bridge a little bit. Release the Kraken. Yeesh. And uh, anything else you want to do? No. I mean, that's that was cool. <laughs> that was effective. <laughs> uh, just a quick question. Is he in melee range with yeah. us? Yeah, he's going to be within, like, he is right there. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of so I'm not going to run up. I'm just going to kind of scoot around to maybe put Farley, you know, in his line of sight. But never leaving his melee range. All right. So you're going to kind of use Farley as a shield? The little, the little flying thing allows you to uh, move 10 feet without provoking opportunity attacks. Is it up, though? Is it uh, up? I think it's just, straight up. Does it fly up to 10 feet? So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to move 10 feet away then. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what make, I wanted to make, do. Tom wants to know whether you're over the water, over the land, or over the bridge. Yep. Because <laughs> it, might, it might matter later. Over the land. All right, so you're you move ten feet, and you're kind of hovering over the beach area. That feels right. right to good me. choice, good choice. Yeah, that is a good choice. Awesome. <laughs> All right. All right. So the octopus, uh, he is going to make a tentacle attack. He's going to tentacle Mr. Farley. Yep. Does eight hit? No. Alright, he's going to uh he's gonna swing his tentacle and you're gonna duck underneath it. And it's just going to kind of shake the bridge a little bit, trying to get you unsettled. Yeah. It was Farley's turn. Oh man. I don't know if going, uh, the only thing I have left is being a giant size one more time, but I'm standing on a bridge, so I don't know that I want to be that much bigger. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and attack main hand and off hand at the tentacle that missed me. Uh, eight, I'm assuming, does not hit a tentacle. Does not hit. All right. Uh, off hand... That might be okay. 17? 17 hits. Alright. No fancy stuff this time. Just uh, 6 piercing damage. Nice. Alright. 
And um, I'm actually going to... uh, There's tentacles in my way to get to the beach. I mean, they're not huge. You would have to probably try to do an athletics or an acrobatics to get over it. All right. Uh, No, I'm fine. I'll stay where I am. That'll be my turn. All right. Let's back to spade. I am. I'm going to just kind of back up another 15 feet or so, uh, basically to the other side of the, um, to the other beach. All right. Yeah. 15 feet would put you to the bottom side of those steps there. Yeah. That's perfect. And then I'm going to throw a firebolt at it. 16 to hit. Yep. Cool. And seven damage. Nice. And then uh, just say, Ah, Farley! Hey, chop its arms off! He can't hit us if he doesn't have arms! And then I'm done. Yes, me lord. Alright, the octopus is going to... Uh... Use a tentacle to grapple Farley. Uh, is that a strength? Uh, like, I... Hold on. It's, uh, is it strength versus strength? Grappling. Uh, use the attack action. It would be an attack action... Just a... Uh, Okay, wait. Um, using one free hand, you try to seize a target by making gra- grapple a strength athletics check contested by the target's strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics check. All right. Well, I will roll strength, and you roll whichever one you want. I'm going athletics. 22. <gasps> Natural 20 for 25. Oh. Good lord. Oh, so the tentacle... The tentacle wraps around you and you kind of squeeze in and then you just unleash with your strength and you actually pop the tentacle. So you rip it from, you rip it from its, its arm. So basically you'd almost be like cutting it in half, but like, because you used your muscles, it just rips right off. Nice. Dealing it will deal it uh, D4 damage. Dealing it four damage. Nice. And that's the octopus's turn. All right. And act- will, uh... Actually, what it's going to do is it's going to... Uh, no, nope, it's going to stay there. Okay. It's Farley's turn. All right. I'm going to try to work my way across the bridge and hack at the tentacles that are in my way on the way. Um, so I will, again, attack the same thing twice. 14. Hits. Yeah. For seven damage. And offhand swing. Nope. Seven to hit. Seven does not hit. 
Okay, so I'm going to move. I do. I don't want to take a. Uh, I don't want it to have an attack of opportunity, but I want to work my way across the bridge as far as I can without walking out of its range. I guess. So you'll need to do uh, do and give me an athletics as you climb over a tentacle. Come on, you can do it. Uh, Thirteen. All right, so you make it over the tentacle. Um, it was rough. Uh, the thing was squirming and not wanting you to go, but you made it over, and uh, you are now on the other side of the tentacle with nothing between you and the beach. Cool. I like it. Done. All right, Spade. All right, uh, Spade is is just going to say, Nice work, Farley. But cut off another tentacle. We need to, we need to we need to kill this thing. And uh, so I'm gonna just lob another firebolt at the octopus. Eight. So just over his head. Yep. It does not hit. And uh, that's that's gonna be all I'm gonna do. I'm kind of keeping my distance all right uh octopus is going to attack with his tentacle he's going to swipe at farley seven does seven hit you it does not all right big man used to melee combat Mm -hmm. tentacles are just like squishy arms with suckers on them Who's the sucker now? Mm. All right, All right. Farley's turn. I will. Uh... Hmm. The island would be a trap, so I don't want to leave this thing alive because we're gonna have to get back out of here somehow. So I will just keep atta- hacking at it. Oh, that was gonna be really good. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen hits. All right, I like it. Uh, eight damage. How does it die? Nice. All right. Uh, as I was hacking at it, I was waiting for it to to get its head a little closer and a little closer. And as I was swinging towards the tentacle, I actually swung past the tentacle and went for its uh, its eye or mouth or face or something that that got too close to the bridge because it was getting confident. As it takes a shot, it just kind of gives you that octopus scream again and just slowly sinks into the water. Its tentacles just kind of trying to grasp and just grasping. One takes a final swipe at Farley, but it just kind of brushes off his foot as everything just kind of sinks into the water and out of sight. Nice. Nice. You're out of initiative. Nice work, Farley. Uh, Farley would find a nice, uh, nice soft patch of sand and kind of plop down and be like, "I could really use a rest." Me too. How are you feeling, man? Just uh, spent, but okay. All right. Are you gonna take a short rest? You wanna? See what's on the pedestal? 
There's going to be no value to me taking a short rest. So, right, so I can see what's on the pedestal. So mathematically speaking, I would start a short rest while he's doing that, but if it gets interrupted, it won't count. All right. So as you kind of plop yourself on the beach, Spade is going to go up the stairs and kind of look around. Why don't you give me a perception or investigation? Give me investigation. I'll give you an investigation. Twelve. All right. I mean, everything is pretty much laid out in front of you. Um, there's this giant altar that is kind of dark and dirty. It doesn't. It doesn't look gold. Which is kind of weird, because it's supposed to be a gold altar. And beyond the altar is a kind of a throne with a with a skeleton in it. Uh, this, I mean, this could be the place that you're looking for. Um, you know, it's supposed to be a gold altar, but, you know, it's by a waterfall. And you look around on the ground looking to see if there's an actual X. And there is not. <laughs> Yeah. Um. But as you, you're not, as, in, the, right. you're not you, in the library of Alexandretta. Yeah. <laughs> There's no X on the floor. As you approach the altar to get a closer look, the four pedestals on the four corners of the platform spring to flame. They come alight. And the heat just kind of gets you for a second as, you know, how when something lights for the first time, it kind of gives you this. Yeah, it's like a WWE entrance. Yeah. Booker T's coming out. And as you approach the altar, you kind of get a little bit of a gleam off of one of the corners. What would you like to do? Um, well... I'm gonna first. I'm gonna take my dagger and like scrape a little bit at the altar to see if, like, underneath a layer maybe is gold. All right, and I scrape away, and you realize that what is dark and what is just it's it's dirt, it's rust, it's mu- not rust because I don't think gold gets rust. It's like uh, just you know weather beaten dusty sand you know probably mud from the octopus flinging mud at people and just it's it's dirty that's it as you scrape more and more off and you suddenly realize that you are looking at a solid gold altar all right um and there's a throne with a skeleton on it is that what's happening all right. There's nothing uh, spectacular about it. It just uh, looks raggedy. Just you know, its clothes are kind of mostly off, uh, disintegrated. But as he kind of look at him, he kind of raises one of his hands and starts waving it around in a circle. Uh oh. The uh, skeleton's doing that. Yep. Oh, boy. And off to his right, a portal opens up. 
Ooh. Um, is there any piece of the the is there any piece of the gold that I can remove? Because we came here for treasure. <laughs> um. Well, that is all that is happening. Just this portal opens up to his right. Uh, nothing's coming out. You know, it's just it's just kind of there. All right. And, all right. Uh, well, I'm gonna message into Farley's head and say, "Hey, man, come up here. Something weird's going on." Uh, Farley will join him at the uh, up on the raised portion. All right. As Farley walks up to the altar, he realizes that it is indeed an entire altar of gold. So that would probably make him happy in the shorts. Uh, do you think Farley would actually recognize that there was a portal open? I'm going to leave this up to your character, not have you roll. Uh, he'd probably be taking it all in. The gold would be distracting, but he's generally the one who is responsible for the threats, so he'd probably immediately notice the skeleton and then look and see if there's anything else. So he probably would notice, but he might not understand what it is. All right. Well, upon recognizing a gold altar and having a portal in front of him, uh, we're going to end it there. Awesome. So that was nice adventure, man. That was literally my entire adventure. I threw in the portal at the end as a possible jumping point to the next thing if JC's ever gone. Nice. Nice adventure, man. Worked out really well. Good stuff. Good. Well, hopefully everybody enjoyed it and wasn't overly bored. <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed are... it. Good. We are two yeah, really request. fun time. We are here every Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, next week, we will not be here. I will be out. Uh, but we will be back again the Sunday after that with, in theory, assuming everybody's here, going back to uh, the ice lady trying to kill us. Um, so join us. Let other people know about our show. Share it with others. Uh, give us a rating and review wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, if you want to support us, let other people know that's the best way to do it is by giving us reviews and ratings uh, any place where there's the podcast. <clears throat> Another idea for supporting us, patreon.com, patreon.com slash two nerds one quest. Uh, we have a page there with some cool rewards. Uh, I keep saying I'm going to be adding something new and I haven't added it yet. Maybe I'll do that this week. <laughs> it's going to be a coffee mug. Uh, we'll be adding that tier. Um, we also have a shop. So uh, I will put that here in chat and go check out some cool stuff. Cooch, uh, I, that's broken. Uh, Cooch got a coffee mug and he apparently likes it. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice uh, thermos style coffee mug and it is beautiful. <laughs> so that is available. It's a lot more, mi more mixed drinks than coffee in it, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Go to bit.ly slash Discord to get all the links and stuff. Uh, check out everything that, there. Uh, Kentucky Jones bourbon. Oh. <laughs> Kentucky James. So <laughs> for me, for Genius, for Cooch, and the missing DM, JC, we'll catch you in two weeks. All right, thanks.